This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Finding Your Bliss with host Judy Liebrach, heard every Saturday at 1 p.m. on Zoomer Radio. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Season 2 of Finding Your Bliss on Zoomer Radio. We are so thrilled to have you all here with us for a new season of shows. And what we're trying to do is offer some wonderful coping mechanisms to help everyone through these very unprecedented times. We have some wonderful guests coming up this season from yoga and meditation mindfulness experts to lots of therapists life coaches, and wonderful authors like our first guest, Jennifer Loudon, with her new book, Why Bother? Discover the Desire for What's Next, which is hot off the press. And she says, why bother is probably the most important question you'll ever ask yourself. In it, personal growth expert Jennifer Loudon challenges everyone to open their minds, hearts, and lives by following where that question leads through reflection and stories from others. Loudon demonstrates how to bother when it feels impossible due to too much work or after professional defeats, heartbreak, illness, life-changing loss, or when our world has just been turned upside down as it has for all of us. That coming up very soon as well, every week on the show, a new segment is that we will be featuring a singer or musician and we will play a track from their album or single each week on the program. And this week in the spotlight is a young singer named Jules, whom my daughter and I first discovered when she was only nine years old. And she did a cover of Ribbons in the Sky by Stevie Wonder. And it was so fantastic that even a America's Got Talent reached out to her a couple of times and she's here today and we're going to be playing that song that she first sang when she was only nine years old. As always, we will have our meditation at the end of the show and all kinds of exciting new things coming up for you this season. And we ask that you stay in touch with us by following us at The Bliss Minute on Instagram and The Bliss Minute on Facebook. And of course, uh, take a look at our online magazine, findingyourbliss.com, which has wonderful articles from many of our guests, and maybe some of you would like to write for it as well. None of this, of course, could have been possible without a dream team of people behind the scenes helping me virtually online to create a makeshift home recording studio so that I could actually bring you these shows and interviews. And of course, then they were sent to Zoomer to be packaged and broadcast. You all know who you are, and my gratitude is immense, and I'm sending you lots of love and thanks. And I'll be talking more about you at the end of the show. So without further ado, we have our first guest all the way from Boulder, County, Colorado, and I'm so excited to introduce her to you now. In 1992, long before Gabrielle Bernstein, Rachel Hollis, and Goop, that's Gwyneth Paltrow, were on the scene, Jennifer Loudon helped launch the self-care movement with the release of one of my favorite books, The Women's Comfort Book. In it, she urged women not to feel guilty about taking time to nurture themselves and offered over 200 ways to engage in self-care. Not one to rest on her laurels, Jennifer Loudon subsequently authored five additional books on well-being and personal growth, penned a regular column for Whole Living magazine, appeared on hundreds of television and radio programs, and even sat on Oprah's couch. 
Then her marriage ended, her father passed away, and she lost a close friend to suicide. Ground down by heartbreak and grief and the global political and environmental landscape, Jennifer discovered that all the self-care in the world couldn't immunize her from apathy and despair. She has offered wonderful women's retreats to help women for over 25 years. She hosts the Weekly Oasis, an Audible-based coaching program. She lives in Boulder County, Colorado, and her latest book is called, and I'm looking at it right here, and it's a beautiful book, Why Bother? Discover the Desire for What's Next. You can visit Jennifer at jenniferloudon.com. That's J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R-L-O-U-D-E-N.com or on Instagram at jenloudon.com. Jennifer, welcome back to Finding Your Bliss. So great to have you back on the program. Oh, it's lovely to hear your voice. It's just so full of love and energy. <laughs> Thank you so much. I feel the same way about yours that I did from the moment we uh, we first spoke in season one, and which was so wonderful. I want to say congratulations on your new book, Why Bother? The Dis- Discover the Desire for What's Next. And as I said in the green room just before the interview, it couldn't be more apropos than right now. But first, I have to ask you, what is your take on the COVID-19 pandemic and how has it affected you personally? You know, it's affected me quite surprisingly. Uh, first, like everyone else, just a lot of fear and um, shock. And and I got really depressed for the first time in many years. And I was really surprised by that. A lot of worry for my daughter. She works in healthcare in Seattle. She's fine. And oh then, yeah, I know, I'm, I'm, you know, fingers crossed. And then I, I found myself, you know, really just kind of wandering around and needing a lot more rest. And and now I've hit, I feel like I'm shedding what I don't want to bother about. I feel like I'm living the message in my book in a completely unexpected way. And mm. I'm really walking around with my eyes about as big as, I don't know, a bobblehead doll <laughs> at, my, at myself and how I'm feeling. I'm just, yeah, I feel like I'm in the middle of shedding a lot of things that may not serve me anymore that I really wasn't quite ready to let go of and I didn't know I would. So interesting. I think that's a very similar situation for a lot of people. What are you doing to stay sane and healthy during these unprecedented times? I've really lowered and the standards. I've really lowered um, beating myself up for things. I mean, silly things like the, you know, a lot of typos in an email to someone professionally. I'm taking more naps. I'm a perfect mm. example yesterday at five o'clock. I'm like, I need to work for another hour. I got all these things to do for the book launch. And I'm like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to. And so I won't. And I went down and hung out with my husband. We made dinner. (laughs) A lot of slowing down, I'm finding, is keeping me sane. And then definitely, you know, not rigidly, but making sure I'm getting exercise. That's really important for my health and well-being. What does that look like for you? Is that a walk outside? Is that what, what do you do for exercise? I became a runner at 52, almost 53. So it looks a lot like wow. running. Or I know. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. And like long distance running, like we go on really long runs. Um, so I've been, yesterday I ran, um, I might do some strength training in the basement. <laughs> it sounds so interesting. Um, or go for a, a walk with my girlfriend who lives in the neighborhood six feet away with our masks on, which is hard. You have a hard time talking to people when they're six feet away and you have a mask on. <laughs> 
course, of course. It's, it's incredible. You say that why bother is the most important question you'll ever ask yourself. Can you explain what you mean by that? Well, what I discovered in writing the book and reflecting on my own why bother times was in other people's is that we actually inevitably naturally come to these places in life. And we may not use the words why bother y'all. We may use what's the point? Who cares? It's too late. I'm too old. And now that we're in a pandemic that's wiping out things that we thought were stable, we may be like, well, right. Why bother when everything can change so fast? So we may use different language, but here is what unites us all. We're not actually asking a question, we think we know the answer. We think there is no point. It is too late. The pandemic means nothing can be worthwhile again, maybe in our business or our creativity. So the most important message I want people to get from this interview and from the book is we actually have to stop and go, wait, there is a question here to ask. There is always the possibility for more. It may not look the same. If you've lost someone to the virus, of course, your life is never going to be the same. If you've lost some of your own lung capacity to the virus, of course, your life is not going to be the same. But when we're mm -hmm. in a why bother time, we think the answer is, yeah, no hope. No, there's no more for me. And that is never the truth. Mm-hmm. How do we ask the right questions? So I think all of us want to ask those questions and want to figure it out, especially now when we have this time to go to our inner self and to really look inside and really sort of recalibrate everything as we've known it. It's a, it's a wonderful opportunity to do this. But how do we ask and how do we know how to ask the right questions? Well, I think the first thing we need to do is try to invite even a smidge of wonder into our life. Mm. The question that starts desire flowing again, that starts opening the portals to what's next is I wonder. Mm. I wonder, but it's got to be, sometimes it's so small. It's like a tiny little wonder of, I wonder what it would be like to make egg salad. <laughs> I wonder what it would be like to call my sister and make up with her after our, we haven't talked for two years. It, it could be really surprising. It's not going to make sense, but it's how we start the process of bothering again is through wonder, through I wonder. That's lovely. You quote Terry Tempest Williams when you include in your book, the courage to continue before the face of despair is the recognition that in the eyes of darkness, we find our own night vision. What, what is that all about? Yeah, well, I love that, that quote. It's from When Women Were Birds, which is a brilliant memoir. And she's mm -hmm. a brilliant writer and person. So that's partly just, you know, fan there. <laughs> but 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 one of the things that I think we can all agree, and, and, and sometimes this comes with age and sometimes not, that when we've gone through a dark period, which we all do at some point in our lives, and mine was particularly long and Job-like, we do gain a different way of seeing. Mm -hmm. And the danger is that we become brittle and cynical and give up on hope. But the possibility is that we develop a new way of seeing empathy for ourselves, empathy for others, and the ability to let go of what no longer matters, that we don't want to bother about, and, and the courage to hone on, hone in on what we do want to bother about. Yes. You provide a wonderful map. You've actually mapped out a six-stage approach to help people use both sides of the question to liberate their desire and 
you talk all about things like leaving behind, easing in, settling, desire, becoming by doing and being seen, being acknowledged. Can we start with leaving behind and can you explain what that looks like? Yeah, this is, of course, sounds great. Yes, I'll just leave behind those old stories, those old way of being, (laughs) those identities that no longer fit. So clearly, it's not a magic pill. But here's the thing that I have to just impress upon everyone so strongly. What keeps us from not caring, from not moving on, from not feeling wonder and desire again, first and foremost, is that we are holding on to old ways of being or doing or seeing ourselves especially, identity especially, And we are entrenched in believing that if we're not that person or we don't have that relationship, we don't have that life or we don't have that money or we don't have that health, we cannot move on. So it's beginning to notice where am I holding on as a defense? That's the only reason you're doing it because it's known, even if it's gone, even if you have no joy for it anymore, meaning (laughs) you're holding on because your brain knows that for certainty. So don't blame yourself. You're not self-sabotaging yourself, but it's time to begin to get a little room away from it. Yes. And to create a new script and, and, uh, and, and to just to create a new script, to write the new script, first of all, so that you can, you can, you can live it and easing in, you've already talked about wonder and awakening your self-compassion and your grit. And what, what are some other ways to ease into this new person that you want to become? Mm-hmm. Well, one way is to think about what you trust about yourself. Self-trust is incredibly important and somewhat elusive quality that really we need if we're going to have a life that we love more, that make more of what we want. So what, what do you trust about yourself? Start paying attention to that. Maybe make a list of that. What are the mm-hmm. things that you trust yourself to do? It might be, I trust myself to feed the kids and keep them off the freeway. <laughs> right? It could be really basic. I trust myself to walk the dog so she doesn't poop in the house. But start with noticing what you do trust about yourself. And then from there, you can start to think, what kind of clear promises can I make to myself that I will keep no matter what, which is a great way to build our self-trust. I love when you say the word settle, because there's something about the word settle that I love as a meditator and someone who teaches meditation and does meditations at the end of every show. I feel that we're all a little bit unsettled right now. Yeah. So finding the stillness that makes everything possible, how do we do that? We don't force it. It doesn't have to look the way you think. If you're not a meditator, everybody, or if the idea of sitting still drives you crazy, perfect, no problem. You can settle while you're walking, while you're running, while you're dancing. It is Mm -hmm. the grace of inner stillness. And I think the first thing we need to do is is get a little bit more comfortable with not getting interrupted. And that's one thing I'm a little worried about during this pandemic is we have all rushed out to connect. Um, I think it was Verizon said that we're making Mm -hmm. as many phone calls a day right now as we usually do on Mother's Day, which is the highest volume day of the year. (laughs) We're doing it every day, right? It's great. We want to know that people we love are safe. We're reconnecting. But at some point, it's, it's starting to seem a little like ping, you know, interrupt, you know, have the phone. Like even me, like I never have the phone in my office. I've been keeping the phone in my office. (laughs) What if my kid needs me, right? And I would never do that. Like she's almost 26. She's fully launched. She has her own life. (laughs) Um, So maybe starting to make some space where nothing can interrupt you and beginning just ask yourself, what would it be like to find stillness? What does that mean for me? Not my picture of it. Doesn't look like maybe a monk, right? Maybe it looks like Mm -hmm. a whirling dervish. Mm -hmm. What does it look like for you? 
Yeah. I sometimes feel that everybody's pulling on me. And in fact, this morning, I had one of those mornings where everybody wanted a piece of me. And I just thought, mm-hmm. oh, and you know, when you have um, space to go in your car or to go other places, but when you're at home, it, it, sometimes you just feel it's hard to find the stillness because there's so much oh my gosh, noise, yes. right? <laughs> right. And, and so that- it may look like the bathroom or the shower or no, I, a lot of people are using noise canceling headphones right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Desire is another part of your why bother approach and the missing piece in your life. Can you explain? Yeah, I've been a student of desire for, I don't know, 25, 30 years, a a bad student. (laughs) So it's really the core, it's really the core of the book. And my thesis is that life never gives up on us. It's always trying to speak to us. It's trying to bring us alive. Our life purpose is not a thing that we do. It is being fully ourselves and being fully alive. And desire is the path to it. I mean, look around you. Almost, almost everything around you is created because of desire. Somebody wanted it. You wanted this radio show. It didn't Mm. just like appear. It had to happen from a desire that you had. And so we need to clear the flow of life by allowing desire, by by clearing out our some of our fears and crimps and the hose about it. And again, it starts really small. Well, I desire to take a nap. Okay, well, maybe you can't. Maybe you have to do another Zoom meeting right now. But could mm-hmm. you notice that you want that? I really desire to make a roast chicken for dinner, but I don't have any because I can't go to the mm-hmm. store. Okay, but I, what is it about that? Um, mm-hmm. So it's really the core of allowing ourselves to get out of why bother and discover what's next. We have to rediscover desire itself. Or we Mm -hmm. usually short circuit the process. Can journaling help with all of this? We're we're also a fan of Julia Cameron. She's been on the show uh, on Finding Your Bliss. And would you say that journaling can help you sort of um, figure out what that desire is and locate it, if you will? I, they have a lot of journaling prompts in the book. And when you buy the book, we have um, URLs throughout the book of extras that I created, like a t- ton of extra stuff. And there are so many journaling prompts. So absolutely, if that helps your brain and it does mine, great, uh, fabulous. If it yes. doesn't, no problem. So cool. You also become by doing, you say, you've got to follow with some action to become the most human version of you. What do you mean by that? Well, I don't mean you make a big plan. I don't mean you figure out what your next job is or whether you should leave the marriage or you don't, you know, I mean, start to experiment, start to give some form and shape to what you wonder about, to what you desire, start to taste more of it. Um, Start to learn to be in the natural creative gap that there's something that you want, you may not even be sure what it is, and it's not here yet. When we can learn to rest in that gap, to stay alert in that gap instead of running away from it or numbing out, that's where we keep getting our bother on. Mm -hmm. Lovely. The final one of the six that you talk about, uh, Jennifer, is being seen. What does that mean? Mm. This was probably and still is somewhat hard for me. Um, And what I know and what I learned is that we... To keep getting our bother on, to keep connecting and not fall into the hole of there's no point, we have to connect with others. We have to take refuge in belonging. It doesn't have to be a big public thing at all. It could be with your beloved or your best friend or a small group of people, but that we share what we care about. We share what we want to bother about. We share our nascent desires instead of downplaying them or hiding them. 
And this is really difficult to spot in ourselves. I used to think I had a story for so many years. Nobody liked me and I didn't belong. I used to live on an island, Bainbridge Island near Seattle. And so many people would be like, oh, what an amazing place and what an amazing community. And I had so many acquaintances and I had so few true friends. And it really took me understanding that, that was how that was how I was operating in the world, that I was in this way not allowing people to see me and connect with me. And realizing that and beginning to change it uh, was essential to the why bother process for me and really finding my bother again. That's so cool. Many people are describing, though, that right now, and so it's so interesting, you wrote this book, it's almost like a prophecy, because so much of it is so applicable to what's happening, that people have lost the desire to do anything right now. What does loss of desire look like? And what can we do when we're feeling the sale? What if we're just not... You know, at the beginning of all of this, I think people thought, I'm going to take that Yale University course in happiness. I'm going to I'm going to do a two-hour walk every day, and I'm going to do yoga classes, meditation, and learn to play the piano and study Italian. And and then after, <laughs> after a while, you sort of go, boy, I'm a bit exhausted. Just as we were talking about earlier, I need more naps. I need to refuel. But what about when there's just no desire? Well, really, the whole process of why bother is exactly for that. It's exactly for this feeling of loss of desire. So the first thing I want to say is loss of desire during the pandemic. If you were feeling desire and everything was cooking along really great before the pandemic, give yourself a giant break. You are processing not only your personal uncertainty, fear of people you love getting sick, what might be going on for your financial life, you are processing collectively it is a collective experience of despair, sorrow, and uncertainty that is in unprecedented, as you have heard that word so many times lately. So yes. if you are more exhausted, if you are having more vivid dreams, all of this is being reported. It's totally normal. If you were experiencing a loss of desire beforehand, then what I'm going to say to you is, what do you need to use this time to shed, to leave behind? What are you noticing naturally you don't give a crap about anymore? Mm -hmm. What could that tell you about what you need to clear out? And you can experiment with clearing out right now. That's the first step in finding desire again. Another big important part of the book is really talking about where our fear of desire has come from. Mo almost all of us have fear of desire. It come, came from our family, from our cultural background. We get mm -hmm. a lot of messages as women about desire. So beginning to investigate, where am I afraid to own what I want to even name it to myself? Mm -hmm. That's incredible. And I think by sort of figuring out and weeding out what we don't want, we can start to really see what we do want. That's brilliant is what what is really coming up for me that I don't want anymore in this sort of new normal? And how can mm -hmm. I, you know, sort of clear a path for what I do want? And sometimes you can find it by seeing what what is not working anymore. So that's so cool. Jennifer, we're going to go to a short commercial break right now. When we come back, we're going to talk about how to start loving life again, and letting life love you back, back in a moment. Finding Your Bliss is brought to you by CREATE, Canada's leading fertility centre for over 25 years. CREATE is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children. CREATE is about cutting-edge science from highly skilled doctors. In unprecedented times like these, CREATE is about ensuring the safety of all patients and staff. CREATE has made important changes to protect you by ensuring social distancing, wearing masks, as well as screening before entering. So what about the bundle of joy that you've been hoping would come into your family? CREATE Fertility Center is here for you. 
Visit createivf.com to keep up with the latest changes and learn about Create Fertility Center's comprehensive care for every fertility journey. Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together. We are back, and this is Finding Your Bliss on Zoomer Radio, AM 740, FM 96.7. This is season two, and we are talking to Jennifer Loudon from her book, Why Bother? You also talk about loving life again and letting life love you. How do you begin to achieve this? Look for the places that life is saying to you, hi, I'm here. I'd like to play with you. I'd like to offer you pleasure. I'd like to, I'd like to offer you connection. I really believe that as children, uh, if we haven't been traumatized, we are naturally examples of loving life. We are natural examples of saying, oh, yeah, hi, it's a new day. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not saying we can restore that automatically as adults, especially in this in this crazy time. But, this, but we can start to look for the places that life says, mm, come here, come, mm. you know, just trust me a little bit, play with me a little bit. Let me, let yourself feel this life instead of immediately running to do or to accomplish or shutting it off or numbing down. Even a tiny bit of that is so enlivening and really can help you start to unravel this sense of deadness and uh, lack of desire. We're, we're so hard on ourselves. And you say mm. that every act of being hard on yourself actually stops the flow of creativity. So it's not just, you know, oh, that's too bad. You're being hard on yourself. But it actually stops that that flow of creativity that brings you to what's next in, in, in this whole journey. So how do we learn how to be kinder and gentler to ourselves, especially at this time? I love to talk about, and I talk about this in the book, how we raise the bar on ourselves and how we can start to look at the places that we never feel good enough in our life. And this is an incredible opportunity to do so. And choose one area. Is it how you respond in the Zoom meetings that you're on for work? Is it how you're homeschooling the kids? Is what, Where are you really feeling that feeling of lack and I just can't do enough? And then flip it around and ask yourself, if you named for yourself, dependent only on you, not on your performance or how other people respond, what would be enough for one day in that area? And Zoom meetings or homeschooling, you really got nitty gritty in facts, not opinions or assessments. It may not feel like enough, but you need to take back claiming what will satisfy you. Mm-hmm. It's a really so- interesting way to start building self-compassion. It's very kind of counterintuitive. So what if the energy is just depleted? Why wouldn't it be? Mm-hmm. You know, I think one of the ways that, I mean, I definitely started off this pandemic with trying to have my normal life. We cannot have our normal life. And mm-hmm. that means what are what do you need to let go of? And I think a lot of us are letting go of standards. I see it happening with, you know, parenting and, you know, different things. And so where are you still insisting that even though life has changed, you're performing at the same level? Where mm-hmm. are you where are you taking where are you thinking you should be able to do things that it's absolutely impossible? Like if you're trying to work at home and have the kids at home for homeschooling and that's not freaking you out and exhausting you, <laughs> you're you're amazing. Hey, you know, all thumbs up. <laughs> Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman. I yeah. love the gorgeous quote from Bell Hooks, and it says, mm-hmm. one of the best guides to how to be self-loving is to give ourselves the love we are often dreaming about receiving from others. Wow. Mm-hmm. And that's 
that's a beautiful way to 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 ease off the self cruelty to ask yourself in this pandemic what would you tell your best friend or your child or your sister or your mother if they were saying i can't believe that i can't do blink 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 or you know i can't believe i'm tired and there's actually some really good research when we behind this when we put ourselves into either the third person or someone else's shoes and say, well, if what what would I tell my best friend about this? That it gives us a, a way to distance ourselves from um, habitual thinking. You've even written in the book that we're always rushing. We're always on this treadmill and it's time to detox from these grind cultures. Just time to rest. And as you said earlier, again, the naps, the, you know, the, mm. the being healthy, um, how important it is to bike and to hike. Uh, why do you think it's so important to move? Why is that an essential part of our day right now? Well, I, it's an essential part of our day anytime. And our culture does not support our bodies and being bodies. I mean, sitting all day, working eight hours in an office, most of our lifestyles are so hard on our bodies. And, and so there's a physical and a health and a spine and our, all of that. But here's what I'm really curious about. There's also an energetic question. Your energy needs to move, to be expressed, to be felt in your body, not through your brain. You are not just mm -hmm. a head on a stick. And mm -hmm. without the ability for your energy to move and to express itself authentically, you know, in its own natural way, it's really easy to fall into why bother. And again, it may be as simple as when's the last time I let my body move me instead of telling my body what it should do? When's the last time I asked my body what it thought, what it wanted? Mm -hmm. Wonderful. We've all been so rattled to the core by all of this. You say that reflecting can also help us settle down. What do you mean by that? Well, we talked about journaling. It could be maybe there's a chance to start your day in touch with yourself and what you want and what replenishes you, even if it seems really simple or really self-indulgent. I love that. And, and you say without desire, there's no light. And I think mm -hmm. it's so important that you remind your, your readers to connect to what brings you alive and into the light. Just keep connecting with what are some other pathways to make that happen? Mm. I love the suggestion to take a desire retreat that is in the book. And we're leading desire retreats if we get to do them this summer mm. <laughs> yeah, in, in person in uh, Taos and in North Carolina. But you can do a desire retreat in an hour on your own. Again, maybe a little hard. Maybe it'll be in the bathroom with the noise canceling headphones on right now. But mm. you simply set aside time with a clear beginning and end and you ask yourself, what do I want? And then mm -hmm. you see what comes. It's not what you do, my friends. It's that you're asking yourself what you want and you're listening. And if you can follow it, if you can give it expression, great. And then you just keep asking as you're doing something. Let's say it's you decide you want a color and you're like, mm -hmm. every now and then is this still satisfying? Am I still liking this? And you allow yourself to stop if it's not and say, hmm, what's next? And maybe you find yourself baking, or maybe you find yourself dancing, or maybe you find yourself taking a nap. <laughs> Absolutely. I also love when you say, just read a novel. I, 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 this was so liberating when I read this. Ta read a novel until you notice yourself not wanting to anymore. And then ask yourself the gorgeous question, what do I want? And notice where that leads you. Like, that's so liberating. Wow. <laughs> It's so simple, but how much of our lives are about, I got to go do this. I got to finish this. I got to take care of that. I got to pick up so-and-so, right? We're 
I find fascinating this practice, which I practice myself regularly, probably once a week, but that I do for people on retreat. And they are blown away by the permission to listen. And sometimes it's terrifying because they don't hear anything at first, but that's totally normal. Mm-hmm. You, you seem to me like a very hopeful person and a very optimistic mm-hmm. person, but you describe that there is a difference between hope and optimism. How do we regain hope in these troubled times and to be cautiously optimistic, let's say? Yeah, I, I think you can look at the data and the research that shows that during times like this in general, by far, humans are kind they're generous, they're giving. Look at what happened in the UK. They put out a call for volunteers. They needed mm-hmm. 250,000. They got 750,000. Wow. Incredible. People are good. We are good. Mm-hmm. And the news, I'm sorry, because of clickbait and because of the internet and trying to make a living, there's a lot more of a focus in the last years on the ways that we're not good. But they are statistically minor compared to our goodness, our generosity, our kindness. Our brains have a strong negativity bias, so we're going to we're going to key in on the people who are crappy and don't wear masks and, you know, cough on the food and, you know, all those examples, but they are minor. And then and I I really want also people to notice their own boundless tender hearts right now. You are crying at the videos of the Italians singing on their balconies and the New Yorkers, yes. you know, you know, clapping for the healthcare workers or us Coloradans coming out at 8 p.m. to howl at the moon for some reason, (laughs) right? We're so connected right now and we feel so much love for each other. You can trust that about yourself. It is your boundless heart is the source of your optimism and hope. You also talk about becoming connected to oneness. Can you elaborate Mm -hmm. on that? I have been um, one of those uh, people who started at a very young age being spiritually curious and trying all kinds of different paths and staying with things for, you know, two years or four years or something and then moving on to something else, sometimes for the right reason, sometimes not so much. But throughout that, from a very early age, probably by the time I was 11 or 12, I started meditating and would have these experiences of of oneness, of your sort of your personality, your smallness, your separation falling away to some degree. And my, the experience I write about in the book is was actually on a retreat, a business retreat with, with five other people that I am in a mastermind with and have been for many, many years. And mm-hmm. we, we, we go away together once a year and we have like two hours where we're on the so-called hot seat and everybody coaches us mm-hmm. around something that's going on in our business or our life. And so I came with all these big grand plans, you know, world domination. And um, spontaneously, a few minutes into my hot seat, I started to have this spontaneous experience of Jen falling away and just this incredible oneness. And my mm-hmm. friends stayed with me and witnessed it. And um, I, there was, and this is in the be seen part of the book, because I think what was so profound for me was all of my other oneness experiences, I'd been alone. I'd been in nature or I'd been in meditation. And this one, I was being witnessed and held. Mm. And that really stuck with me and changed something profound for me. Oh, that's just beautiful. I'm relating to what you're saying about masterminds, because I'm part of a mastermind group as well, that's been going on for about 10 years. And how important it is, I think, for people right now to create their own community. And it doesn't have to be in person. It can be on a video conferencing platform like Zoom. And yes, why we, we're not in person. Most only once a year are we in person. The rest of the time we're on Zoom. 
That's fun. Why do you think this is so important for people, especially now, to have some kind of a group of like-minded people that can just all meet together, even on, on, on video conferencing and connect? Well, you know, we need to be, we need as human creatures to be witnessed. I'm never less than blown away. I put people in small groups on my retreats and it's the easiest thing in the world for me to run. I put them in small groups. I time them. They check in. I give them really clear guidelines. And hmm. it is consistently one of the most important things I do. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. oh, wait, it's not it's not me being dazzling with my, you know, whatever. <laughs> people need to be witness and they need to know that they, that someone else is sharing a similar experience. I think that's why we need it. And then the other thing is right now, a lot of us are trying to pivot our businesses. We're trying to figure out, you know, what, what are we going to do? I mean, we're definitely in the middle of that. A big part of my income comes from live events. We don't know whether they'll, any of them will be able to be held this year. And, you know, so a lot of that is really great to have other minds right now to say, okay, how could I pivot? What am I not seeing as possible? And, and it's so wonderful to have the other people in the group um, see something that you have, you didn't notice or that you did, you know, that you just didn't see and they exactly. can see it for you. And it's, it's just wonderful. Mm-hmm. Globally, all of us in the world right now have to begin again in some way or another. How do we embrace this truth in order to begin bothering mm-hmm. and, I love and, that and beginning again? Yeah. Yeah. I love that question. So I think that what I, what I'm hoping, what I'm hoping in this moment, and we'll see if it, if I hope it in two weeks, right? Everything changing so fast. But what I'm hoping is that as we find what's falling away for us, what we don't want to bother about, and we're discovering what we do naturally want to bother about, which I think is happening for a lot of us. We're realizing connection to other people, having more time to slow down and enjoy life, having time to be creative, to cook, Um, to be together. There's a lot of things that are naturally occurring, but we're also at the same time painfully aware of how many people in our own towns do not have that opportunity, that they are on the front lines, they are unprotected, they are unsupported by their companies. And so Mm -hmm. perhaps the opportunity to begin again will be to bring those two together, our revitalized hearts, our simplified lives with action to help someone in our community have more opportunity. I'm hoping there can be a marrying of, of maybe some regeneration that we are lucky enough to have with outreach for those that aren't. That's incredible. What is bliss for Jennifer Loudon right now? <laughs> you know, it's letting go of hustle and grind. It is really going, oh my God, I'm, I have worked on this book for so long. I have planned this for so long and it is not going the way I thought it would because there's a pandemic and there's a profound surrender to that, a profound surrender to what my human needs are, whether it's for rest or uh, connection with my daughter or, you know, going for a run and really embracing that. That's bliss for me right now. Well, I have to say what's bliss for me has been talking to you, Jennifer Loudon, and Jennifer's book is called Why Bother? Discover the Desire for What's Next, and I encourage you all to get two copies, one for you and one for a close friend or relative so that they can enjoy this beautiful book. Uh, I, I'm really enjoying it, and I'm, I, as I said, I'm so excited to go back again and enjoy the quotes and, and all of it for a second time. So I want to thank you so much for joining us again in Season 2 of Finding Your Bliss, and uh, what is the best way for people to reach you, Jennifer? Well, right now we have all kinds of special stuff when you buy the book. We give you all kinds of gifts, including a live course with me in June. So that's at jenniferloudon.com forward slash why 
dash bother. And so you can go there and you give us your receipt for when you buy the book, wherever you buy it, and we give you all kinds of good stuff. So that's the best place. And jenniferloudon.com any other time is a great place. <laughs> Jennifer, it's been so wonderful. I wish that you stay healthy and be safe. And I wish you blessings and, and love and all good things. Oh, thank you so much. Ditto to you. Have a wonderful day. And thank you so much for joining Finding Your Bliss. This just in, in Bliss News this week, Peace Builders Canada provides restorative programs and services to youth in conflict and works towards affecting change in our justice and education systems. On May 7th, in place of their annual gala, Peace Builders CA is holding a virtual live auction event where you can bid on an array of items such as fine wine, virtual consultations with influential professionals, and a host of exciting products and experiences. Genevieve Gigi Marantet, a regular guest on Finding Your Bliss and a very talented jazz singer, has donated a bespoke song request, which means that Gigi, who has over than 1,000 songs in her repertoire, is taking requests and interpreting a song of your choice to wish someone a happy birthday or happy anniversary. And you can actually commission Gigi to do this and give someone a wonderful digital gift by going to flowerchildgenevieve.com. That's flowerchild, F-L-O-W-E-R-C-H-I-L-D, Genevieve, G E N. EVIEVE.com. We'll have more on this with Gigi in an upcoming episode in our season two of this program. But for now, you can go to Peace Builders Live Auction, which opens Monday, May 7th at noon and closes on Thursday, May 7th at 11.59 p.m. So go bid on a song request from Gigi, a good friend of Finding Your Bliss, and support our youth in conflict. All you have to do is go to peacebuilders.ca support dash us spring for peace i'm going to i'm going to do that again for you it's peacebuilders p e a c e b u i l d e r s dot c a slash support dash us slash spring dash for dash peace or check at the bliss minute on instagram or facebook and we will have all of that for you in a post right after this show coming up we will have our featured artist a new segment on the show where we will feature a singer singer songwriter or musician each week on the program and play a track from their album single or just an mp3 of one of their songs this week, our first featured artist is Jules. You will meet this talented young artist when we come back from this short commercial break. Back in a moment. Finding Your Bliss is brought to you by Create, Canada's leading fertility center for over 25 years. Create is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children. Create is about cutting-edge science from highly skilled doctors. In unprecedented times like these, Create is about ensuring the safety of all patients and staff. Create has made important changes to protect you by ensuring social distancing, wearing masks, as well as screening before entering. So what about the bundle of joy that you've been hoping would come into your family? Create Fertility Center is here for you. Visit createivf.com to keep up with the latest changes and learn about Create Fertility Center's comprehensive care for every fertility journey. Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together. And 
and we are back. This is our premiere show of season two on Finding Your Bliss on Zoomer Radio, AM 740, FM 96.7. And today is also the launch of our newest segment, which is going to be a regular segment every week called The Featured Artist, where we spotlight a singer, singer, songwriter, or musician each week on the show. If you are a singer and you want to be considered to appear on Finding Your Bliss Radio, please write to us at music at findingyourbliss.com. Well, I am certainly delighted now to welcome Jules Halpern to the program. Jules is a 13-year-old student attending Humewood Community School in Toronto. She has been singing since she could walk. At the age of nine, she performed a cover of her favorite singer, Stevie Wonder's Ribbon in the Sky, which led to her being invited to sing at festivals, fundraisers, and the Canadian and American national anthems at Madison Square Garden in New York City. In addition to singing, Jules likes to draw, cook, write, and play the guitar. Hi, Jules, and welcome to season two and show Hi. one. <laughs> so happy. You're so, we're, we're so delighted. We're so happy to have you. Jules, I first heard about you when my daughter Lily said, Mom, come look at this singer. She's amazing. Her name is Jules. And at the time, you were singing a cover of Ribbon in the Sky, and we were absolutely blown away. Can you tell us how long... You're so welcome. How long have you been singing, Jules? And can you describe what attracted you to doing Stevie Wonder covers? Well, as... It said in the bio, I've always loved singing, apparently since I could walk. And I've been singing with my vocal coach for four years now, I think. I've just always loved music. And Stevie Wonder specifically is my favorite singer. I just think that he has so many amazing songs and they're so like emotional. And I love the chords that he uses. I just think it's all very beautiful. So he he is amazing. And you, yeah. you when, when you're singing, sometimes I find that if you close your eyes, you can almost imagine it being Stevie Wonder, but in a, <laughs> in a girl version. And I also know your vocal coach. She is the very wonderful Marla Joy Music, mm-hmm. and, and she's an awesome person and so talented as well. Your singing has attracted so much attention, and you've even heard from America's Got Talent twice. What was your reaction when they first reached out to you? I think first, <laughs> I think I was about like nine or ten, not exactly sure, but it was pretty exciting. At the moment, I didn't really know like how big of a deal it was, but it was pretty exciting to have America's Got Talent reach out to me and to think that they actually wanted me to be on the show. They, and they... then the second time, <laughs> it was sort of less surprising, but it was still very exciting, obviously. <laughs> They would be very lucky to have you. If you ever decide to do it, they'd be, they'd be so lucky. Jules, what do you love so much about singing and how is it your bliss and your happiness? Well, I just find it so fun. It's just so enjoyable and making music with others just, or by myself, it just really puts a smile on my face, makes me really happy. And even when you're stressed, just getting to play a song and sing on, Sing and play the guitar is just really sort of a stress reliever, and it's good to express yourself through that. That's fantastic. I think, I think you've already answered my next question, which is what are you doing to keep busy during this COVID quarantine? Yeah, so <laughs> I am singing a lot and playing the guitar. That's sort of my default. I'll just go to play the guitar if I'm bored. 
I'm trying to read more and get homework done, online homework, and just trying to not spend my whole day watching TV and just I'm singing a lot. It's been pretty good. That's so fantastic. The track we are about to play you did when you were only nine years old, and we definitely want to have you back with some of your more current material in a future show. But can you set this clip up for us that we are about to hear? Yeah, so um, this was when I was nine. I think I had just started with Marla. She's wonderful, by the way, Marla Joy. And this was my first time going into the studio. We basically... I just sang it over a couple times and then we recorded it and videoed it and it was really cool experience and I just love the song as well so it was really fun. I bet when it was over your parents and Marla must have all went okay and that just happened and they must have known I'm sure that this was pretty special stuff. Well <laughs> I can't wait to hear it again. Let's have a listen. Now.
Wow. That was absolutely gorgeous. Jules, you are so talented. Will you come back on again and sing some more for us on Finding Your Bliss? I'd love to. We would love to have you. We're going to be in touch. I want to thank you so much for being on our show today, Jules Halpern. Thank how you. Can, how can people get in touch with you to hear more of your music? Well, I have an Instagram account, which is Jules underscore music 27. It's all lowercase. And I have a YouTube, which is just called Jules, J-U-L-E-S. And I have a TikTok account as well which is also Jules underscore music 27. Awesome. That's so great. Can you spell just the Instagram account for our listeners? Yes. Um, uppercase J-U-L-E-S underscore M-U-S-I-C 27. Awesome. That's so fantastic. We are so happy that you were able to join us today and keep singing because it really does bring lots of bliss to so many people. Also, a big thank you to author Jennifer Loudon, whose latest book is Why Bother? Discovered the Desire for What's Next. Loved having her on the show as well. I want to thank all of my guests for being here today. The wonderful Jennifer Loudon and her latest book, Why Bother? Discover the Desire for What's Next. It was so wonderful to have her. So before I thank everyone on our incredible crew of season two, I just want to give thanks to our season one producer, Phyllis Newman, who I shared many laughs with and started off doing this show with for 26 wonderful episodes. And also Valerie Stanton, our production coordinator for all of her great work. I don't want to get emotional right now, but a huge thank you to the dream team that made this show possible today. And that is supervising producer Mag Ruffman, the production manager extraordinaire Siobhan Kylie, the wonderful production assistant, researcher, editor, and many more things, Haley Allegia, the technical producer Faz Quasi, and everyone here at Zoomer. As always, I'd like to close out the show with a meditation. And this one is called the Basic Listening Meditation. Sit comfortably in whatever position works best for you. If you wish, you can put on your favorite slow and gentle instrumental music. I love Michael Jones and his album Pianoscapes. Let your eyes close gently. Invite your body to relax and release into the ground, cushion or chair. Let go and accept the non-doing of meditation. Sense your breath and listen closely. Breathe in through your nose. Feel the rise and fall of your chest and abdomen. Let your attention settle where you feel your breath most clearly. Do not control your breath. Just allow it to be what it is. That was great. Now take in another deep breath in through your nose and breathe out slowly and evenly through your nose or mouth. And let's do that again. Another deep breath, inhalation through the nose and breathing out slowly in a very relaxed way. And once more for safety, a beautiful cleansing breath in through the nose and exhale through the nose or mouth. 
sit for a few moments and just be aware of what is present. You can continue listening to music or just keep taking in some deep breaths through your nose and out through your mouth. And as you gently open your eyes, try to carry your mindfulness into your next activity. For all of us here on the program, I'm Judy Liebrach, reminding you all to take one step closer to finding your bliss. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.